Welcome, 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 welcome to the jungle with me, <laughs> your host with most, Tandy Candler on 21st Century Rocker Mom Podcast. I'm so happy to have you back with me this week. How has your week been? Uh, my week has been fantastic. It's been a busy week. I hope your week has been fantastic. I want to know, seriously, how was your week? Has it been good? Has it been bad? Has it been either or has it been neither do you feel you know nothing about it is there nothing you want to say about your week has it been majorly uneventful or has it been like super eventful <clears throat> my week's been a good good week like i would say it's been busy 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 like busy like a bee busy but good busy like that good kind of busy it really flew by lots of things to do lots of outside stuff to do this week i was doing a lot of outside stuff landscaping my allergies are shitty because you know outside the pollen count is like <clears throat> it's high so high it's like cypress hill high it's like whew, it's like snoop dog high it's like there's some like lots of pollen in the air so i'm getting the garden going i'm doing a lot of landscaping a lot of stuff it's it's raining like a little bit uh like tr dog training lots of dog training with willie nelson that's lots of fun i mean seeing things grow is really cool because like having things like a little vegetable seed from a from from just an incy weensy little guy to growing into like a huge plant our pumpkins are like now like this big and i know like that's not a big deal to you people that don't grow plants but to me like that's food man like we're gonna have jack-o-lanterns at halloween kids can carve or they can put on the front porch and say you know take one if you don't if you don't have one you know to the kids in the neighborhood you know if someone doesn't have a jack-o-lantern jack-o-lantern to carve you don't have a jack-o-lantern to carve come on over to our porch grab one for free we're grabbing we got like two gardens like why not have as many jack-o-lanterns as you want it's halloween which is like one of my favorite holidays i'm not talking about halloween today though no 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 <clears throat> i've been doing all kinds of other stuff too that involves like lifting like so like switching around my office which involves like a ton of lifting holy shit like the guitars and amps and do like figuring out where the digital equipment's going to be and where the computer stuff's going to be and where everything's going to plug in and you know what cord i'm going to hide behind this and what poster or picture is going to go here you know what the you know makes me feel inspired what makes me feel creative to be around in my like in my musical office and like my recording studio and making sure i have room for this or that or whatever and that's super important and making sure you feel good and safe in that space so that was a lot of like moving things around that like hurt my wrist oh that didn't feel good and then i finalized a lot of business stuff we got some ink dry on lots of paper i'm going to talk about that late uh a little bit later in the show we're going to talk all about that and ink drying on that legal paper always good to have ink drying on legal paper and finally i gotta tell you i finished up a series this week uh, with uh with vocal drops you probably saw on my instagram i had a pissed off face going on i finished a series finally i finished a series with all my vocal drops and all the narratives so i couldn't talk for like a few days <clears throat> excuse the voice because again i have not been talking for a few days a lot so finish the series which is it feels great to like finish anything like when you like cut the grass again something i've been doing like crazy because it's been raining and it's spring and so i cut the grass to make sure the dandelions spread all over the place so we have as many bees as we can possibly have because i love bees even though i'm allergic to them i love bees because they make honey and honey is, is 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 good for the world bees are good for the world i did realize this week though 
However, I didn't realize this on my own. My body told me this week that you, Tanya, you are not 20 years old anymore. I'm not quite 40 yet. Like I'll be 40 in January, but you are not 20 years old anymore. You're, my body is not as resilient and as forgiving as it used to be. Like it looks great. It's banging. Like, but like, it's not, it feels different when I do different murderous things to it. Like, you know, murdering the lawn and landscaping and weed whacking and going crazy. Cause I love being outside. Like that is my Zen. Like I will, I will wrestle like a, a lawnmower out of your hands so I can go cut the grass. Like if my like neighbors aren't looking, I'll just go cut their damn grass because <clears throat> why not? It's fun, right? I love to cut the grass. It's just, it's my Zen place. It's my happy place. Cutting the grass is good. So it's good for you. But like, again, it doesn't bother me or freak me out that I'm getting older. Cause I mean, like I eat a lot of mushrooms, like not the weird, magical, spooky, ooky, dooky, creepy, deepy kind, trippy kind, but like regular mushrooms. We'll, we'll talk about that more later. We'll talk about mushrooms and adaptogenic mushrooms later on in the show. But like, like my younger friends say, I don't mind approaching 40 and things like that because I think and other people will have said this, that I, I wear it well and I, I don't mind aging. I think it's a natural, healthy process in biology and science and life. I think getting older is cool. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with all the Botox and the shooting you up here and the tugging you and pulling you all over the place. Not for me personally. If you want to go get nipped, tucked, sucked, whatever you want to get. If it's bagging, sagging, dragging, get it nipped, tucked, sucked. I don't care if you want to get plastic surgery. Not my bag. I don't like needles. Man, I don't even have my ears pierced. Come on. Come on. So like I say, <laughs> I'll tell you, this bod, I may wear it well, but sometimes, sometimes it's a hurting unit. You guys know what I'm putting down. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You're picking up what I'm putting down. Sometimes the meat suit gets tired. Sometimes this body fucking hurts. Sometimes it's exhausting to be like inside. You're like beaming to come out because you're like, oh, you're so excited to do it. But like this part ugh, can't do it. Like I'm ready to like go all the time. But like I can't help that I have rheumatoid arthritis. That's not going to go anywhere. Like, you know what I mean? It just it's not going to it's not going to stop. And so you have to kind of like find ways around it, find ways that you can be like positive about it and figure it out. Like sometimes, you know, I can't play a guitar. Like I say, bodies are not as forgiving or as Brazilian as they are. Even though I am in fine form with a, with a teenage blood pressure of 117. 117. 117 over 71. That's my blood pressure. 117 over 71. That's teenage blood pressure, baby. Even though I'm fine teenage form. I still have arthritis and shit. Through playing and rocking and rolling and whatnot. I still have arthritis. There's no way I can unfight that. It's biology. It's going to happen. It's inevitably, it's inevitable that will, it just will happen to you. Like if you're playing an instrument for any prolonged period of time, if you're writing for a long period of time, which is something that I like to do. Thank you. Like, thanks to my like love for like pencil to paper and pen to paper writing. And you can see like, even with my, with my, my podcast notes, they're all still pencil to paper and that's what I use. And that's what I write with. And <laughs> you can see even in my notes that like I use different mediums in my notes. I'll use a blue pen somewhere here, a light blue pen somewhere here, a dark blue pen somewhere here, a pencil here, a, like a dark blue liquid pen, like a 
a Sharpie over here. Like my notes are ridiculous. They look like, they look like the inside of my brain. Ha <laughs> ha, busy, 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 busy. It's like a hive in there. It's always going on. I'll tell you. So there, I will do anything these days to help the arthritis. And I have been like obsessed. And if anyone knows me, and if you've seen my Instagram, you know that I'm obsessed with bubble baths. I've talked about the hooky cookie baths, the ones that smell like Cookie Monster. If Cookie Monster was like slanging it on the street, I put some like Madagascar vanilla in there and some lavender bubbles, like some like actual like honey, like things that are good for your body, oatmeal, like you make it good and like you smell really terrific after you have one of those baths, but you smell like an oatmeal cookie, like lover. You just smell like great. So anyone you're around is going to be like, hey, how's it going there? So I call it a hooky cookie bath, but I have lots of baths. I love Epsom salts. I'm like a fucking hockey player when it comes to like Epsom salt baths. I could go through Epsom salts like by the liter and liter and liter and liter. I go through like Costco size Epsom salt bath things. And of course, because... Speaking of Epsom salts, I got to talk about the playoffs because the Blues have been kicking ass. They're playing again today. It was raining like a motherfucker here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was raining so bad. I'm going to tell you this before I have a sip of my mud drink, my mud water drink thing. I am going to tell you all about this. Oh, my God. It was raining so bad today. We had like a power outage. I didn't know when I was going to film. I didn't know what to do. This is why sometimes I don't live stream and things like that because... I don't know what the fuck's going to go on with the power. So ooh, today it looked like a tornado was going to come and hit the house. And I was like, please, please, please don't, don't, don't hit that. Don't come and just like take us away. Everyone was like, ooh, it looks kind of sus outside. Thank goodness it like blew over. And now I can get in the garden, get the plants in, like the ones that are able to withstand below like 10 degrees celsius like in canada it's a long weekend so everyone's kind of working on their gardens and doing their outside shit but with all this rain it's hard right i mean the birds are loving it they're digging for worms robbing in the rain and of course it's great weather when there's no lightning for golf and the reason i uh, the reason I, I i'm gonna talk about golf is because of course it's the playoff season like i say the the the, the, the st louis blues have been kicking ass in the playoffs. They've been doing so good. They just, they, 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 sh they're fucking killing the avalanche. They're on home ice. I think today they're killing the avalanche and the avalanche has been solid. They're so fast all year. They've been a solid as fuck team. Oh, there's so many, like so many teams have gotten eliminated from the series. It's crazy. So I'm just sitting there with my popcorn being like, gonna get some food from one of these vegan spots in town. They have some curbside stuff. I'm really excited to have that and playoffs and hockey. The Leafs, the Toronto Maple Leafs, which like, they're not my team, but they got eliminated. And I was like sad to see them get eliminated because like people who are Blues fans, or sorry, people who are Leafs fans, people who are Leafs fans really have, and I have the most respect for them. And they have they're so true blue and they're so loyal to that team that like once it'd be nice to see like the, the Leafs like win and not go to have to go play golf like all 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 the rest of the season because like Leafs fans are Leafs fans. They're super, super loyal. Like for me, it's blues all the way. I, I don't think I could ever like any other team. I like them so much. I love them. Gloria. 
I hear you're ready for a breakdown. I hope, I hope the St. Louis Blues take the fucking cup this year again. Again, and they'll be the second time Stanley Cup winners. Boom. So I'm so excited for the game tonight. So yeah, playoffs. So of course, <laughs> people love what they love. Fans are loyal. Like I say, fans are loyal to people no matter what. Fans are loyal. They love what they love. They love who they love. They love what they love. And they love what who they love says. Like, for instance, people like Jordan Peterson. The crowning moment this week, you probably saw on my Twitter or my Instagram or one of those socials that Jordan Peterson, oh, the biggest asshole, quit Twitter because he couldn't handle people hurling insult at his racist, misogynistic, homophobic ass. Anyone who condones, like, you know, gay conversion therapy, who's like right-hand dude is like Pat King, anyone who is holding people like that in their pocket, anyone who aligns himself with that kind of bullshit, good, delete your Twitter. You can't handle bullshit being slung at you. Can't stand the heat. Get the fuck out of the kitchen. You know what, Jordan Peterson? Bye, Felicia. I'm so glad you are gone off of the fucking Twitterverse. I'm glad Elon Musk just dealt with you first. Get the fuck out of here, Jordan Peterson. So, you know what? Let's give a salute to the asshole of the week, Jordan Peterson. Bye, Felicia. And see you. Twitter does not need your fucking garbage and spreading your shit and hate anyway. Bye, Jordan. So, Jordan Peterson quitting Twitter was definitely a happy dance moment for me. Happy, happy, happy. I was so happy. But, you know, I mean, that stuff's like, I like more morbid stuff. I've seen some crazy documentaries this week, obviously. I've seen some super crazy documentaries because after my Jordan Peterson meltdown, I need to sit down and watch some documentaries. So I saw one called I Love You, like Now Die. It was a story of that girl in the States who was like texting her boyfriend and encouraging him to like commit suicide in a truck in the parking lot of like a Kmart. I can't remember what her name is, but all I remember is she had like super thick eyebrows and just kept getting bigger and bigger the whole trial. It's crazy. That shit's on Apple TV Plus, I think. Apple TV Plus. It's crazy. Anyways, it's really weird. So, like, speaking of documentaries, I got a message from my friend the other day, Bearded Metal Chef, my friend Bearded Metal Chef James. And he's like, Tanya, have you seen this documentary? It's, 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 have you heard this guy? His name's Dr. Don Klein. Have you heard of him? And I'm like, Don Klein, Don Klein. Tingling, ling, ling, like his, his name rings a bell in my head. Who is this guy? I'm like, no, I think I read about him when I was pregnant and he scared me. I'm like, but I don't remember like any details, right? So I'm like, okay. I remember a little bit. I remember he was an IVF doctor. He was helping couples who like, he was like the best of the best who was supposed to be helping couples who had the most absolutely awful time conceiving children. And he was bringing children to these people that were childless or had like no hope of actually like can like conceiving on their own they can only do it through in vitro fertilization and he was like the guy who was at the top of his game and he had the best team working out there so i heard about this this show is on netflix and it's it's inevitably called <laughs> and ironically called father it's uh this guy was how do i say this nicely this guy was the specimen master you're the funk master. This guy was the spunk master. This is terrible. Oh my God. He just like, this guy was going around and like jizzing and everything. I thought Roxero was bad. Oh my God. No, no, no. 
And I thought this guy had a lot of kids, like Rock Thero had a lot of kids. Turns out when I say over 20, he had 26 children. He had a lot of kids. I thought those people on 19 kids and counting are sick. I, I still think they're fucking sick, incestuous and fucked up. But like 19 kids and counting, I'm like, those kids are walking out straight out of condoms. Ah, uh, straight out of condoms. But seriously, I thought that was a lot of kids. But then this guy, I will tell you, I'll tell you. All I'm going to say is, hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. I call this one the bait and switch. Oh my God. This guy was fucking crazy. He deserves all the Father's Day cakes. He's got to be the boy with the most cake. Bow, now, 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 now. Bedelia, you bitch, I want my cake. Bedelia. He ended up fathering 94 children to date and counting and counting by depositing his spe specimen in another room and bringing that into the room and like the nurses and all the other people who worked with him and under him um had no idea that he was using his own specimen and then once in a blue moon he'd say to them you know i i only use my own specimen when when somebody else you know can't produce one it's very or stuff one of them goes bad you know it's only been from three students and this was getting really bad because as you can imagine the world is not a very big place and this town that he was in was like not a very big town. So as people were kind of trying to piece this puzzle together and as they were getting older and finding out that they had siblings through this one website, they're telling like their sons and daughters, like don't go out and date just anybody, like find out about their family background before you date them because they may be related to you. So the moral of the story is, incest is not best do not put your fucking family to the test because that's gross what the fuck is wrong with you inseminating all those women that was a jackass move dr klein that was a jackass move what the fuck get your license out of here like and he was trying to get people not to talk about it because it was going to ruin his life and ruin his marriage but meanwhile he's like just like jizzing into anything like seriously you're a fucking asshole another asshole of the week I mean, taking agency not only over a woman's body and her ability to get pregnant, her want and her need to get pregnant, and messing with entire families. I mean, a dad finding out that the kid's not even his, like when they're like 23 or 24 years old. Imagine raising that child your entire life thinking that they were yours biologically. Not that it matters like afterward or anything like that because like when you raise a child it doesn't matter biologically whose child it is when you raise a child the child sees you however they see you it matters to the child how they see you and how they feel about you but imagine to like a, a grown-up dad probably like raising a child since it was a baby always kind of being like you know they don't really look like me but not thinking too much of it and then one day that worst nightmare coming true and that suspicion being confirmed that child's not yours it belongs to some ivf doctor who inseminated your wife, not with your sample, but with his own. That's why he has this like big board in his office of babies that all look exactly like him. That is one sick shit. Dr. Klein, that's fucked. That's devastating. So this led me to thinking about how much we use logic and how much we use common sense. And if we use it at all, how much common sense can go out the window? How much logic do we use before it goes out the window? Do we use any of it before it goes out to the window? Like, how do we use logic in our lives? So, 
speaking of logic, I had a hankering because, you know, some of my week was really good, but some of it like ha was like a bummer. And there's like stuff that you have to do that can make you, you know, bummed out. So I had a hankering to switch gears. So Rob's like, let's watch Jackass Forever, the new Jackass movie. And I kind of was like, okay, I don't know about this, but I'll, you know, I'll bite. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. I didn't know because I was like, is this actually going to be funny? Am I going to laugh at this? And laugh I did. It was absolutely hilarious. I thought it was really, really funny. And <laughs> I'm probably going to start laughing already just thinking about it because it was a really funny movie. But like right off the top and right from the like, like scene one, like the opening scene, if there was a question, if this was like one of those Dick House production films, you know how it always comes up with the rainbow and says Dick House production. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. And this is the blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? If it was any doubt in anyone's mind, if there was even a shadow of doubt in anyone's mind, if this was a Dick House production, one hundo. It's 100% a Dick House production. <laughs> because I'm going to tell you, that's a hard yes. A hard yes. And there were many things that were different. I'm not saying they're hard or soft in this movie, but I remember people using the term TNA. Like, TNA, TNA, TNA. Like, there's a lot of TNA in this film. Or like, there's a lot of, like, full frontal nudity for a female. It was like a nice way of saying there's a lot of tits and ass in this film. Like, you know what I mean? This is the way they said it for like ladies. I will tell you this right now. Jackass, it's D&B. It's D&B. There's a lot of D&B in that film. That's right. The twig and berries. That's what I'm talking about. It is dick and ball central. Holy smokes. I've never seen so much scrotum in my entire life. It was like a potato sack race. It was just like, there was so much dick and balls in that movie. It was unbelievable. And like, let's just say, gravity has been fucking cruel to certain people like Godzilla. If you haven't seen Jackass forever, like it's like, I don't want to ruin it for you, but there's a lot of like dinky in it. Like there's a lot of like scrote. Like there's a lot more scrotum that I was like, able to be prepared for there's this part like i'm this is the one part that i'm only going to ruin for you there's this part where one of the guys i'm not going to say who it is sticks his ball sack through a hole in a tiny little gym and like a punching bag and these little gloves go off and punch him in the nutsack like it's a punching bag it's the worst thing i've ever seen I don't even have balls, but like, I don't even have the balls to watch that. It was horrible. It was horrible. So I'm going to tell you that right now. So in the spirit of jackass, I started thinking about all the jackass things I've ever done in my life. All the jackass things I've done when I was a kid or jackass things that people I know have done that will remain absolutely anonymous. Only their stories will ring true to the world because I know a lot of people and even myself in the younger years and my the days of my youth that I learned instead of you know be to be a thinker I was always a doer it's like I'm not a thinker I'm a doer and I've said this before and I said it in other interviews I've said it I don't know if I said it in TikTok videos but I used to be a doer and I would do things before thinking about them and then I was like a major thinker and I really got introverted and I can get into that mode sometimes now I'm like a thinker and a doer. I think about it before I execute it. It's like, make sure you have a good plan in place before you know what you're going to like, and you know what you're going to do before you go and do it. So be a thinker 
definitely, but still be a doer, but think before you do, like look before you leave. Come on, like be cautious, be measured in the things that you do. Think about it. Just common sense. So in the days of my youth, I was told what it is to be an ass. Seriously. Oh my God. When I grew up, when I grew up, when I grew up, seatbelts were optional. Bicycle helmets were optional. You rode the hump in the back of the Chevy. There was like that hump over the wheel well in the back of the car. If your parents had one of those kinds of cars. You rode the hump. You learned to drive before you had a license. You stole the car. You smoked underage. You made your own cigarettes. It was a weird time to be alive. But like we're still here. But I'm not saying now. It, the thing is like we know better. So we do better. I would not want my kids doing any of that shit. Or even knowing about any of that shit. Oh my goodness gracious. The crap I got up to. Now. Not as crazy as perhaps like when my dad grew up. Because I feel like like the further you go back, like the crazier shit things were like with kids. And like the things adults like did with kids and the things that were like socially acceptable. And the things that people just like let slide and just let get swept right under the rug. Like they didn't even happen. It was crazy. I remember my dad telling me a story once. And this is fucking horrible. I remember him telling me a story, my dad, his dad, my pop, like, so my dad's dad, paternal grandfather, my pop, he used to get loaded. He was an alcoholic, my dad's dad, and he used to get drunk as fuck. And he used to want to play darts. So he would make my dad hold the dartboard and him and his drunken buddies would like, my dad had to stay still and they'd make him hold the dartboard and they'd throw darts at him. And you know, and sometimes, you know, they'd miss it ping him off the cheek and they thought it was like fucking hilarious that kind of shit would not fly today but i remember my dad telling me about this and just like my eyes popping out of my head because like the thought of my parents even doing anything like remotely close to that with us was such a strange concept to me i was just like like in what world so fucked up so that's like jackass shit like i'm sure like my parents got up to their own jackass things being kids you know jumping things with bikes i know my dad and his brothers just like jump off the roof into the deep end of their pool like jackass fucking style like steve-o style into the like deep end right off the garage roof into the pool into the deep end like psychos because my uncle owned a diving school in north carolina and so of course they're all into diving as well let's just jump off whatever the fuck you know we can <laughs> it's so crazy. So seriously, I'm telling you. I think about my childhood and my upbringing. And I think of a lot of like the jackass stuff that I did. But none of it had to do with like adults consenting for me to do it. It was like things that my parents like did not know about. Because things if my parents did know about, I would be in shit. I would be in sheep dip, man. I would be in the biggest shit ever. My parents would fucking send me to my room forever. I'd read the whole dictionary, A to Z. It would be Funkin' Wagnalls. It'd be like the whole, like I'd read everything. I'd have to go up to my room and like read if I was bad. So that's why I'm so articulate these days because I just read my little ass off when I was a kid. And I wrote too. And I'm telling you, the things I did when I was young from blowing up chipmunk holes with homemade dynamite and homemade explosives that we rigged together ourselves 
just setting shopping carts on fire and like the flaming shopping carts, flying shopping carts, having wars with fireworks. Ah, I've been there for all of it. I'm just so glad my kids don't know about any of this shit. Oh my God, it's so bad. Now I got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. I think that we should get together and try them on to see. I remember when rollerblades, I got a brand new pair of rollerblades. I got a brand new pair of rollerblades. And I remember I was so excited to go riding on them. I had the helmet, I had the, the elbow pads, and I had the wrist guards, and I had all the shit and everything in the knee pads because my parents knew what a clumsy little fuck I was. So they got me everything. So I wanted to go over to my friend's house. So I did. I, my parents were like, you can rollerblade. It was like maybe two blocks away. And I was like 11. And my parents knew that I was very responsible. I'd already taken a babysitting course. I was this responsible young lady. So they said, all right, put on all your garb and whatever. And you can, you can totally go rollerblade and go to your friend's house. And down, I got to the end of my street, which was like a pretty flat street. It was called Paddock Green Crescent. And that's where I lived. That's where I grew up in Westmount. on this particular day, it was a great day. It was a great day for rollerblading. So I got up to the top of our street. We got to Village Green. I had to take a hard left down Village Green to get to my friend's house. I go past our community pool. But you had to go down like a little bit of a hill. Like when I think about it now, it wasn't that bit of a hill. I, like I was going down the sidewalk, which makes it even a little bit more steep, but I didn't want to go on the road because I was young and I didn't know I want to go around cars and stuff and fall. And so, of course, I'm going down the sidewalk and I start to pick up some speed and I'm like, my heart starts picking up some fucking speed because I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And I start going faster and faster. I'm like, OK, one thing I had not learned on rollerblades yet was how to stop. Oh, my God. I was coming towards an intersection like there's like a two streets that crossed, right? Once that car could have been there, thank freaking fuck, there was no car there at all. I put on like the brakes of the rollerblade on the stop, like just, just, just try and try and try and try to stop as hard as I fucking could. I even tried like a hockey stop. Nothing was stopping this bitch. You got this train, it's gotta go. The only thing that stopped me was a fucking fence. A fence. And I took this thing down. I took this fence all the way, all the motherfucking way down. And this fence was like all these like different like old logs from like the forest that had been like taken obviously by the people by like on the property and like lovingly cared for, nailed together like with really nice nails. And like, it didn't look like that, like it didn't look that sturdy to begin with, but I'm just saying I fucking annihilated this thing with my body. Not good. I just like kind of, got up i was crying did one of these looked around made sure nobody saw me and i got the fuck out of there i rolled back to my friend's house i didn't even tell her parents what happened they're like tina what happened to you i'm like i uh ran into a parked car which i also did <laughs> it didn't hurt the car it didn't hurt me everything was fine but like oh my god it was so bad like i'll tell you in my expert opinion that's not a smart thing to do Having a descent, a slow descent into hell, into a fence, and then having it shatter under the weight of your body is not something that you need in your life. So I don't recommend that at all. Like rollerblading was so big when I was a kid and roller skating is getting really big again. The first thing you need to learn how to do or teach whoever you're rollerblading and roller skating with is learn how to stop. Don't worry about that momentum. You learn how to fucking stop that momentum. Otherwise, it's gonna fall on your ass.
Oh my God. My parents, though, you know, they were always cool about my little adventures. You know, I remember one year I was having a birthday and I was always what you'd call, like, I guess in the old sense of the word, like what they used to call like a tomboy. So I was always like, called like a tomboy because I always hung out with boys and I always had like boy toys. Like I like the Ghostbusters and I like G.I. Joys. Like it's like it's such a weird, like a term to call somebody a tomboy. Who is Tom and what's a tomboy? So like, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I'm going to look up the term tomboy and I encourage you to look it up too and figure out where the fuck that came from. Because anyways, I think it's just fucking stupid. But anyways, I liked more masculine things growing up so that's the way it is is so anyways i remember having a birthday and having my next door neighbor over after the party and we'd hung out and since he lived next door he could like stay as long as he wanted we just hung out and had like leftover cake and i think it was like one of those big like square cakes from like mcdonald's that had like ronald on it that was like waving my parents got it, it was like a vanilla cake with like vanilla icing and it had like confetti on it and ronald like i say and he stayed for cake and I remember I was really young at that time and I was pretty sure that in our backyard there was some kind of like spiritual like disturbance and there was some like Ghostbusters stuff out there. So we slapped on our fucking proton packs and of course they like had been around the time we were watching Ghostbusters and we were obsessed with it, right? Like my dad had the suit and everything like that. So course we slapped on our proton packs and away we went and in the backyard we didn't have like any like door that opened like this we had like a sliding glass door and then we also had a sliding screen door which was closed but you could totally like see through it and it didn't look like if there was a screen there <laughs> so my friend of course went before me because he was still like ready to go bust ghosts that fucking Egon Spangler went fucking flying out the goddamn fucking door and left a kid print like Superman going out the door like with the proton pack and everything my parents didn't even get mad neither did his parents like come to think of it my dad and his dad like probably like smoked weed at the side of the house while like we were asleep his dad was like a lawyer and they used to like hang out like when we were like little kids like really small kids I remember like I find like I found a hash pipe and found out that they used to smoke hash together and I think it's so funny I think it's hilarious but like they're probably laughing about it like my dad replaced the screen and the door was no harm no foul but this kid left a kid-sized print doing like you know like what we call like now like the dab or like whatever what my kids call the dab and they think it's funny when I do it kids think all kinds of shit is funny when parents do it like like the dab's cool when they do it but when I do it, it's like the most embarrassing thing ever like of life amazing so we had a big laugh about that kid size print my later years like my teens like I say, I was more of a doer. Like I thought about this doer and thinker thing that I mentioned earlier. I was more of a doer in my teens. No, my, not so much a thinker, meaning I acted on things before I actually thought about them. I had like more of an emotional reaction to things and I did things without thinking and just did them because just because because I was there because I was in the moment because there was an opportunity to do them and you know lighting a shopping cart on fire and going down a hill with a bunch of fucking girls and, and falling down like and like just fucking dumping it doing stupid shit like that and not feeling it because you're that drunk or I remember like having bush bashes we'd always get drunk we'd steal beer from our friend's parents and we get drunk and we go up to this place we call hill 2000 in Byron and it was the old ski hill but in the summer, there's no, like, there's nothing going on there. Well, I mean, there used to be nothing going on there. Now it's like an event center. But they used to just be like a hill of sand with an apple orchard behind it. So we'd go up there and we'd get drunk. But there was this big, big radio tower. 
And one night, after one too many drinks, I decided to feel particularly brave and climb the radio tower. Like, this thing's like two fucking apartment buildings tall. Like, everyone's like, ooh, that sounds magical. It was, like, when I think of it now and I look at it, and I'm afraid of heights, I'm like, holy shit, Tanya, you did not. Shut the front door, bitch. Why did you climb that fucking crazy tower? I don't know why I did it. I don't know what propelled me to climb that. Like, it's like, I don't know how many stories that is. 40 stories, maybe more. Like, Lisa Loeb, it's more than nine stories. It's one crazy fucking ride. I'm going to get it measured. And I'm going to tell you in my stories this week how fucking high that building is. I'm going to look it up on London. It's just like, and like, you can't go like too high because there's like a thing above you where it's actually like locked and you can't go as high as you want, which is only like, honestly, like maybe a hundred feet more. When you're thousands and thousands of feet off the ground, I don't think it fucking really matters how high you go, but there's like electricity and stuff up there. So I think they leave that up to the dudes with the hard hats and they're allowed to go up there. But I got all the way up there, sat on a platform and just like had a beer, I remember. And I don't remember it being that high. I just looked, looked at the stars and it was nice. And like coming down though, that was a bitch. Cause I didn't want to look down and I was, and of course I was like with a friend, they're like, don't look down, don't look down. I'm just like, oh. so going to, I would never ever fucking do that again. And I would definitely 100% not ever fucking recommend it in anyone's life. Good way to fall and break every bone in your fucking body and die. Stupid shit that I did. Fuck. Like dumb shit. Or, you know, doing anything at all on magic mushrooms, like trying to like function even like being a teenager and thinking you're cool and doing a lot of magic mushrooms. Those things are a neurotoxin. They poison your brain. I had a friend who, who did magic mushrooms and decided to go for a walk in the evening with some other friends in a graveyard and they ended up falling into an open grave. These are the things that happen on magic mushrooms because they impair your judgment so much <laughs> that you do fucked up shit. You see things that aren't really there because like they say, I say that they give your brain a mild form of like cerebral poisoning and they 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 can really fuck with you and microdosing they're finding now with mushrooms in science and this is just science not recreational drug use this is science they're saying they're good for cluster headaches and depression in in micro micro amounts so they're doing all kinds of like different trials and stuff uh in that it's interesting to read about but that's just speaking of mushrooms. Like, I mean, even some of the shit I'd pull in Katie, like, I mean, biting the crotch of a blow up doll. I'm sure my parents were super proud. Like that's some kind of stunt that I pulled. That's bullshit. Like that's not, that's not anything my parents would be proud of. They're not like, Hey, great job. Like biting that crotch of that blow up doll or like, you know, flashing all that tour, like flashing all those tourists while you're on tour. Albeit that that's normal teenage behavior, being a little asshole who just, you know, in the park, being loud, drinking on the playground, drowning in the fucking Thames River, just being a fucking asshole. That's what being a teenager was all about, I guess, for me. You know, leaving weird gifts in hotel rooms. I remember we were staying in this one hotel, and I don't know why. They were assholes, and the rooms were not nice, and they were just, like, not what they promised and everything. So I was like, that's it. So the day we left, I remember just, like, getting in the bed, taking off my underwear, because I was, like, wearing a slip, pulling out my dress, and just like peeing the bed and then like going having a shower putting my underwear back on and then like us checking out and leaving i was like eat that if you even change your linen 
And like the girl said they went back like a month later to the same hotel. And there was like checks mix in the corner in the, of the same room that we left in that same room like a month late, like a month prior to that. So it's like, oh, not good. It's like immediately you, you, you check out because is the pee bed still there? Who knows? Who knows? I think it was like in a condo lodge or something like that. They had a great like breakfast place attached, but fuck. Talk about a bunch of people who just don't give a fuck about how, how, how they can treat their patrons. Not good. Terrible. What a terrible, horrible little asshole I am. Was. Am? Was? I don't know if we're talking about past or present, but what a terrible, horrible, awful little jerk that I can be. I remember one time doing something horrible and feeding someone, and I'm not going to say who it was, and another someone and I teamed up and made them a pubic hair sandwich, and we hid our pubic hair under <laughs> cheese and <laughs> bologna and mayo and or butter or margarine or something and like fed it to this person and then only told this person a couple years ago that we made them this pubic hair sandwich this person was like not happy to hear this story but they knew about it and i was like how the fuck do you know like were you told like how do you know they're i think they knew like then but i'm like why did you eat it why did you eat it oh there was another time that I'll tell you, in Morgan and Mercedes' parents' backyard, they had an invasion, like an invasion of chipmunks. And they were getting into everything. They were digging up the gardens. They were eating everything. They were chewing everything. They were chewing wires. They were trying to get rid of them. So I decided and made a master plan. So Mercedes, give me your firecrackers. I'm going to make a big wick. And I tried to blow up the chippy hole. All their, all their, all their little chipmunks. I'm like, you're coming out. So I made a wick. We fed it through like the chippy hole. I put like the explosive down in there. I waited for the chippies to be in there. And I tried to blow up the hole. The, the hole. It was like it was a great explosion, completely in vain. No one got hurt. No chipmunks were hurt in the in the process. We probably blew like the cookies because we leave like chocolate chip cookies out for them and wondered why there was a chipmunk infestation because they survived on chocolate chip cookies. They were Alvin, Simon, Theodore, Theodorable. I feed my chipmunks also, which is like another like big no no because like my chipmunks are big and fat and they love everything I feed them. Don't feed your chipmunks if you don't want to have to blow up a chippy hole. We have a ton of chipmunks in the back here. So now I just feed them. I get black sunflower seeds, very specific black sunflower seeds or shelled peanuts. And they take them and they buzz off. They leave my plants alone. Squirrels. They're like the Stevo. They're just like into everything. They don't give a fuck. They'll just get into it. They'll try it. They'll get in it, around it through it underneath it they don't give a fuck i'm telling you this is ridiculous i will tell you though from talking about all these like jackass things that i've done and i put a few posts up on my instagram i will tell you the nice thing to know is to know that i am not alone in this jackassness i reached out to you lovely folks and you shared some of your stories with me and i'll tell you I asked y'all the questions and as usual, y'all came through, y'all came through for me with y'all's answers and they're all awesome. And I'm going to share them with you and they're not, I'm not mentioning any names, nothing that will be discerning of anyone at all. So you're not going to be able to know who any of this is. One, let's, let's, let's start here. We're going to, we're going to use anonymity here because we're all about autonomy. We're all about anonymity. We're not going to tell the real stories. We got 
let's start with, I smashed my knee while rollerblading off a ramp over two garbage cans. Okay, 10 out of 10. This is some badass jackass shit. Like if those garbage cans was on fire, I'd be like, whoa! This is like so fucking metal. Fucked your knee up after like ramping over two garbage cans on a skateboard. And this is also after wearing, listen to this. Like this is like falling. You know those zipper pants that you can wear? Remember those zipper pants that would like zip off into shorts like you'd wear them in the summer? This is after landing point blank right on the zipper, on the knee, like where the pants would zip off, like on the seam. And then coincidentally, this fucking up the knee, it's swelling up like immediately and then having water on the knee like crazy for like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. No permanent damage now, but lots of pain and lots of like easing it up back then. It's just, you know, being a kid and doing the things that we did. That sounds like something that I would do. So we had Insta Swell. Fuck, man, but that's so heavy metal as fuck. So I love that story. That story's amazing. Like, that sounds like something that I would do. Skateboarding down a really steep hill whilst being very, very drunk. Like, being drunk as a skunk. And it said, like, quote, end quote, did not have a happy ending. Like, this is, and I quote, did not have a happy ending. Skateboarding down a very steep hill. Again, it sounds like another, like, thing I'd see on Jackass. I just imagine, like, Johnny Knoxville or one of those guys. Not the guy who poops a lot. I don't know. What's his name? Aaron? Is he the pooper? I can't remember which one the pooper is, but he's like really whiny and he like goes to the bathroom a lot. I can't remember his name. Maybe Aaron's the one who gets his hair shaved off all the time. I don't know what all their names are. I know the main characters. I know Johnny Knoxville. And there are all kinds of new jackasses that want to prove their jackassness to you and make you laugh. And they're there to make you laugh. And I'll tell you about them. I remember one time I did my famous, I was young. I did my famous air like somersault off of our bookshelf onto like our couch. And I landed kind of funny, like on my neck. And my mom was convinced, convinced that I snapped my fucking neck. It was like done. I, I knocked the wind out of myself. So I scared the shit out of myself. So I couldn't talk. And I couldn't like articulate to her or my dad or my sister, anyone present, like what had happened. She heard the big crick crack, but like it was the couch. She didn't realize that at the time. She probably just heard this smash. And since I couldn't talk, she put me in the car. We get to the hospital. I get to the hospital parking lot and I, I'm just like, I finally catch my breath. I'm just like, oh, mom, I'm fine. I'm just like, my head hurts. Oh, and she's like, obviously, I haven't severed my spinal cord because I'm like talking to her. and I'm like walking and making movements and stuff like that. I was just like, can we just like not go to the hospital? So we ended up going to Westmount Mall and going to the toy store of a friend of like um, ours, actually a friend of Robin, mine, a mutual friend, of, another like couple friends, people that we've known for years a toy store right outside of the elevators. And I ended up getting this uh, game. It was a magnetic three-in-one chess checkers and backgammon game. And I, it was like for the car. So I could play like magnetic chess and checkers and stuff in the car. So I wouldn't get my pieces lost. Cause let's just face it. I was a real fucking Bobby Fisher as a kid. I love chess. I still love chess. I'm going to play chess later. Cause it's, I say like, after I got all this stuff, I was right as rain. And since it's raining today, I'll probably play some chess. Chess is good. It's a thinking game. It keeps your brain sharp. My dad used to play a lot of chess. I feel like it just, it's like a grid map. It keeps you, it keeps you really, really smart. It keeps you really, really sharp and keeps you thinking like more steps ahead of the game. I tried to play chess, you know, once a week, at least even if I played against the computer, it keeps your head, 
good, like the Sudoku puzzles and things of that nature, crossword puzzles, word searches, things that will keep your brain sharp. Do these things, do these little puzzle games. My dad did those things. His brain was sharper than you would imagine. Oh God, back to stories from my friends here. I got to tell you, prank calling the cops. I definitely did a lot of prank calling, not to the police because I didn't have anything to prank call them about. Plus I knew that they would call me back on my number and I would get in so much trouble but drunk people I knew that would be agitated. Thank you, soundboards.com. Hello? Fuck you. Hello? Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Like, if you know, you know. If, if you know what I'm talking about right now, <laughs> you were obviously around in the 90s when soundboards.com was a huge thing. We used to prank call people like the fucking jerky boys, like assholes. If you get your hands on the jerky boys, it's prank calls and it's people being assholes. It's funny. It's silly. It's terrible. We used to prank call people all the time. We'd prank call this one guy and he was a guy we knew's dad. He wasn't even a guy who we were friends with. It was his dad and his dad was like a huge alcoholic and he'd pick up the phone with just anger, ready to like fight with whoever called. So he'd pick up the phone we call him as Robert De Niro. So we just go, hello. And we get like Robert De Niro from like Goodfellas or something like that. And just be like, fuck you. Fuck you. And it, it, it would go from there. And like we have all this. I have the CDs like still to this day. And it's him just like fighting with us. It's hysterical. So that was mean. I got robbing a school. Ooh, I can't say I've done that. I've never robbed a school. I don't know what I would steal from a school. School's out forever, I guess. We robbed a school jumping down a flight of stairs. This sounds like something like Dimebag Daryl would do, like or like somebody like in Pantera jumping down a flight of stairs, but then ultimately landing on an ankle and like damaging it forever. So you're doing a fucking epic rock and roll move and then you land on your ankle and you fuck it up forever. And then you got water on the ankle or whatever you got going on with your ankle and it's all fucked up forever. We got this. Okay, now this is terrifying. Cliff climbing as a kid with your folks trying to avoid high tide in the ocean. Now I'll tell you, high tide in the ocean is like not your friend. When it comes in, and if you're down like low, like in like the cavernous sort of areas, like down not on the cliffs, like on the top of the cliffs, if you're in the bottom, you're fucked. Like when that tide comes in and if it comes in, like the swell is coming in hard and it coming in fast, you're done. So climbing cliffs with your folks, you know what I mean? To try to get away from the tide. That's like quite a stunt like in itself. And then trying to like hang on to all that stuff while it's wet and you got the sea spraying at you. Those are like unforgiving and unrelenting conditions. That's not fun. No. High tide is not your friend. The tide is high, but I'm holding on. I'm not the kind of girl who gives up just like that. Whoa, no. I hope this video doesn't get flagged for blondie stuff. <laughs> okay, well now we got some car sex here. On the lot, no less, in a for sale car. Ba-boom, ka-ching, didn't get caught. Oh, I got that. I got a story about that. I got that beat. I got a Mazda 6, right? Well, I don't have one now. Mazda 6, rental car, good car, good on gas. You know what they're great for? Parking in a park where no one else is in the middle of like, I don't know, the night, not the night, like one o'clock in the morning and having sex in the front seat of a rental car. Yes, I did. This was me. I come back from a concert and I don't know how somehow on the way back from the concert, 
the gentleman who was driving me home was... <laughs> I don't want to throw him under the bus, so I'm not going to say his name. He'd be embarrassed if I said it. The gentleman who was driving me home was just talking to me. And somehow, while we were, were talking, my underclothing ended up in my purse. I was wearing fishnet stockings and all the stuff. And I had bare legs and we parked in the park and we were talking and it was dark. And one thing led to another. And all of a sudden my seatbelt was off and his seat was back. And like, we totally had sex in the front seat of a Mazda 6, which is not a giant car. I'm not a giant girl. So, it, I mean, use your imagination. Use your illusion, people. It happened. That's right. Not in the back seat. Been there too. But not... Um, don't discount the front seat, okay? Don't discount the front seat, okay? Be in the front with a blunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Oh my gosh. And my mom's going to watch this too. And she's going to be like, I'm watching you and I'm judging you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's why you got to sign in to watch this shit. But no kids allowed. Nowadays though, I'm still doing my own stunts. Like I'm still pulling my own stunts and doing my own shit. But it's a little different. You know what I mean? I'm riding around with kids on my back and stuff like that. Pulling my back and pulling my shoulders you know, cutting hedges and things like that. But, you know, some of the stunts that other people might do might surprise you. Like, there are a lot of action figure stars and action hero stars and action movie stars like that do, like, the Marvel movies or Batman movies or all those action and adventure sort of films. Like, there are a lot of people that do their own stunts. And I think a lot of the list might surprise you. And I found a few... People that do their own stunts. We got obviously Tom Cruise. And if you don't know that Tom Cruise does his own stunts, how do you not know that? The guy is crazy. He's an absolute fucking adrenaline junkie. Like he's, he's a self-admitted adrenaline junkie. The guy is like wackadoo, 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 doo -doo -doo -doo. like I think he's crazy and deranged. Like he's done, like in the brain. However, I think as like an action star, him doing all his own stunts is so fucking impressive. The things I've seen him do and some of the stunts that he does are nuts. The free falls that he does, they're, they're insane. So like my hat's off to Tom Cruise for the stunts that he does. He may belong to the church of Scientology and believe in the Xenu stuff, but somehow his alien overlords are watching and he's able to do those stunts, no problem. So way to go, Tom Cruise, for being a fucking adrenaline junkie. You're crazy. My hat's off to you. You know who is the original adrenaline junkie? Oh, God, Burt Reynolds. Well, like, crazy-ass Burt Reynolds. And that guy's always been doing his own stunts. He even did his own stunts in, like, Deliverance. Him, like, dumping it in a canoe into the water. Like, I mean, way before they meet the, the, the yokels. Like, you always play, like, the banjos playing in the fucking background. When, like, the kids are sitting on top of the bridge and they see them kind of float by down the river. Yankee Doodle Don't. Oh my God, I'm going to make you squeal like a pig. That movie is crazy. But like Burt Reynolds in all of his movies, even like Smokey and the Bandit and stuff, he did his own stunts. That guy had a, he had a great fucking mustache, the Burt. I had a drink called a Burt Reynolds before. God, that got me drunk. That was a long time ago when I had that drink. But it was so buttery and it went down like, I don't know what's in it. 
but it tastes like I imagined Burt Reynolds would smell. Like scotch, scotch, scotchy scotch, like butter scotch and cigars or something. I don't know. It's like tobacco, like raw sweet tobacco and like butterscotch. I don't know what the hell it was, but it was awesome. Angelina Jolie. Mostly she's known for just basically having like 3,000 children. However, she did her own like stunts like in most of her movies, the ones that she could, like especially like Laura Croft and all those Tomb Raider movies. But when she was doing Salt, she actually was doing like some move where she like rolled through a window and she got a gash on her face. And she said it was actually the most like basic stunt she was supposed to do. But she kind of like laughed it off and, you know, I screwed up my face, but like whatever, it's all good. So she got a gash on her face doing her own stunts. But Angelina Jolie, fuck my hats off to you for doing your own stunts. Fuck yeah. Being a stunt lady. Harrison Ford, I'll tell you, he's more than just a pretty face. I love you. I know. Like, even in his mid-60s, he was doing Indiana Jones and like the Crystal Skulls. He was doing all his own stunts for that movie. Now, as he got older, yeah, in some of the Star Wars movies, like I say, he had some of his like stunt double stand in for a few little things, but not much. That guy's been doing his own stunts since the beginning. So I love Harrison Ford. I mean, he's he's something else. I love all the Indiana Jones movies. I love all the Star Wars movies. Anything that he's been in, he was almost like the original badass, like next to like Liam Neeson being a badass motherfucker. I love, I love me some Harrison Ford. Oh, so good. Another one of the ladies who kicks ass and does her own stunts. She was training 90 minutes a day to do her own hand-to-hand -hand combat scenes. And hand-to-hand -hand combat scenes are not easy. They're like doing fucking choreography. Like they're crazy. Scarlett Johansson. Oh my God. Can I see more about this girl? She kicks ass. She's easy to look at. She's super easy on the eyes. And also... She does all the stunts that she can do in most of like, the Marvel movies that she's been in. She's done all the stunts and she's actually been able to do like that her insurance agent will let her do up to a certain point, she said. And she's been quoted in saying that she'll, you know, enough to be bonded and insured on. She's not going to do anything that's going to like mess with this, I don't think. Arnold Schwarzenegger, number one. It's really fucking hard to find a stunt double that looks like Arnie, like terminating his ice cream. But like... <laughs> He's, he does all his own stunts. He did a ton of them, especially like in Conan, the Barbarian and stuff like that. He did a ton of his own stunts. So Arnold Schwarzenegger is another one. I bet you he did his own stunts in like Kindergarten Cop too. All those kids crawling all over him, going crazy, driving him nuts. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! He's just like yelling at everybody in Austrian. Like he's just going crazy on the class. Oh, Kindergarten Cop, that's got to be a rewatch for me because that movie's... <laughs> I'm thinking about it now and it's so funny. I have so much vitality from this drink that I'm drinking. I can't wait to tell you all about it. Not an official sponsor, but I'll tell you about official sponsors later too. We'll get into that. But I have so much energy now. And I can't wait to tell you about why. But again, it goes along with mushrooms, not funny, weird, magical mushrooms. But we'll talk about that later. After we talk about a few more people that I have like the most like utmost respect for for doing their own stunts jackie chan the original king of doing his own stunts and like worldwide martial arts sensation jackie chan kind of started off as a stunt man and no one really wanted to like hire him but then he started doing his own feature films and doing stunts that no one else would do and performing his own stunts from the stuff like crawling over real hot coals to like sliding like 20 stories down like over glass in a building to like falling through broken glass. Jackie Chan is one of those real original guys like just really meant to just punish his body and not give one flying shit. And he's amazing at what he does. And stuff like look at the stuff he does in like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. 
the guy's insane. I love Jackie Chan. Keanu Reeves, I mean, other than being like one of the nicest humans on the earth, I mean, who doesn't like pull a Neo once in a while and like pretend they're dodging bullets? <laughs> I mean, I know I don't. But I mean, he did all his own stunts. He did all for the Matrix. This Canadian guy, Keanu Reeves, like one of the nicest people ever, philanthropist, amazing. Next, the last person I got on my list here, Sylvester. I'm mean, just gonna get uglier and like droopier. I got Sylvester Stallone. He looks like somebody beat the shit out of a side of beef. He looks like Sylvester Stallone is, ugh, he's looking rough lately. He's been looking like that for a while. He looks like somebody squished his lips together. <laughs> it's so terrible to say, but like, I mean, he's done his own stunts too, but he's been punched so many times. Like, how many fucking rockin' we, like, fuck. How many rock'em sock'em robots? No, but seriously, how many fucking Rocky movies are there where he's getting like, essentially rocked in the fucking face by whoever he's fighting. Like, he's beating the shit out of them, too. Maybe he's beating the shit out of sides of beef. He's beating the shit out of meat. People are beating the shit out of him. Yo, Adrian! Like, all these things are happening, and he's just getting droopier and crazier by the day. Oh, and eventually he's gonna melt onto the floor like Jerry fucking Gary fucking goodness gracious great balls of fire. He's gonna look like Gary Busey. He's gonna look like Gary Busey, it's gonna happen. No, he played Buddy Holly, but like, if you make the transition to looking at like anything like Gary Busey, your face just goes like busted, like not good at all. Like, no, it's not gonna happen. I hope it doesn't happen. Or even like Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte like takes it to like the next level. He takes it worse than Gary Busey. Like Gary Busey's pretty melty, but Nick Nolte, he looks like one of the Geico cavemen. Nick Nolte looks like one of the Geico cavemen off of the Geico commercials. He looks like he's like, evolution has gone like downward for him. He's going down the evolutionary spiral instead of going up. He looks like he's de-evolved. Poor Nick Nolte, he looks fucked. And he was so great in Prince of Tides with Bob Streisand. I love him in that with Dr. Shoshana Lowenstein. I love her. Anyways, like I say, these days, I like to still do my own stunts, but it's changed a bit. It's changed modalities. I'm not jumping off of fucking amplifiers anymore, being a fucking psychopath, jumping into crowds, jumping into mosh pits, hoping somebody will fucking catch my ass. I'm not doing those things anymore. I'm not crowd surfing. I'm not doing drugs. I'm not drinking. I'm not doing any of those things. I'm not even drinking fucking coffee. I'm an adrenaline junkie of a completely different kind. I will say I am 100% a pepperhead. I never had the stomach for this before, but after having two kids, after my second baby, like I say, after my first baby, I started liking hot sauce. And after my second baby, I liked it hot. Some like it hot, and that's me. All of a sudden, I started loving hot sauces, and I started using like Dawson's hot sauce here out of like uh, Ontario here. They're just up the road. And we had like a hot sauce guy in the market that I used to go to all the time. And there's been like, they're great, uh, there are great sites to follow on the internet. There's a, there's a gentleman I, I won some hot sauce of, um, his name is, uh, it was Instagram handle rather is tasting at tasting the heat. If you go on at tasting the heat, all kinds of different hot sauces, there's hot sauce competitions and there's like a Canadian one. There's an American one. I suggest following both of them. Fantastic. You can see a lot of good hot sauces on there. And so I've loved hot stuff forever. And I think I come by this honestly because my dad loved really fucking hot stuff. And my uncle on my mom's side, Uncle Stan. Uncle Stan loves goddamn hot stuff. He loves fucking hot sauce so much. I just offloaded a few cigars on Uncle Stan because Uncle Stan 
as much as he loves hot stuff, also loves a fine fucking cigar. So Uncle Stan got some cigars from me. He brought me some cookies. Like we do a little trade off. He brings some cookies. I bring cigars and get some tadpoles from his house for my kids for some from frogs and stuff. We're going to grow some frogs. Let the dog look at some tadpoles. Willie Nelson loves tadpoles. So we, uh, we love this hot stuff here. Last year I was growing hot peppers and I've said it was my garden. I've been growing a ton of hot peppers and that's why I got to tell you, and I can let a little bit of the cat out of the bag, a little bit of the cat nip, because this cat is nip. This cat wants to scratch. This cat's got claws. This cat is crazy. She wants to come out of the bag. And uh, she or he wants to come out of the bag. They all, we all want to come out of the bag. There's, there's many cats in this bag. That's why I'm excited. And the ink is dry on the paper now. And the 21st Century Rocker Mom podcast will now be officially sponsored and be coming to you with an official sponsor. So you're going to see 21st Century Rocker Mom podcast. You're going to see the podcast like you've never seen it before. I'm going to be coming to you with fun sponsorship stuff. Once things arrive and the ball starts kind of rolling, you're going to be see these products pop up on my on my, my Instagram. Like I say, a fantastic hot sauce company has come on board. It's an official sponsor of 21st Century Rocker Mom podcast. I'm so excited to have them on board. And like I say, the hot sauce boss themselves will be coming on the show to guide this ass. Like I am some kind of Luke Skywalker Padawan. And they're like Master Yoda of hot sauce, except with chili peppers, guiding me in a like a, a hot wings, hot ones type sort of show through all their products and all their hot sauces and burning my mouth all the way along the way. That's going to culminate all the episodes but through all this for the next little while you're going to see all kinds of sponsorships coming down on 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 my podcast so you're going to see fun commercials fun little spots that i do with these hot sauces and then you know what i'm going to pass that on to you you know there'll be little deals and flash savings and things that i can direct you to the website you're going to love these hot sauces you're going to love the inventor of these hot sauces and the mastermind behind these hot sauces even more. I can't wait to get them in front of the camera and introduce them to you and all their wonderful products. So stay tuned for that because this pepperhead is ready. So you're going to be seeing, like I say, lots of fun commercials, lots of fun socials. So anyone who likes hot sauce out there, you stay tuned for all the hot sauce because this is one of the most fun sponsors and I'm so excited to get ready and just get together with the sponsor as like as I could be because this is a real fun one. This is a real fun one. And I can't wait to go down the line of all their products. They're being shipped out this week. I'm so excited to try all of them and share all of them with you and get you addicted to this hot sauce. Like I'm addicted to this company. Like, let's go here. Let's all get addicted together. <laughs> We're all going down the rabbit hole of hot sauce. So let's get hot because why not? That's another way like adrenaline junkies love things. Why do we love why do we love that? Why do we love to like be scared? Why do we love to get have hot stuff? Like, why do we love to sweat? Why do we love, why do we love to push? Why do we love to push ourselves to these limits? Like, you know, fly off the, the, you know, our bicycle handles, fly over the top of them. Why do we like to jump off the roof in the pool? See if we can jump off, you know, the apartment building into the into the hotel pool, Stevo style on on Jackass. Why do we like to see if we can try that, you know, the hottest chip you can that comes like in a coffin or whatever? Why do we like to? Why do we like to see those things? Why do we do that? Now, speaking of super hot, because I've been talking about hot sauce, I'm going to have one of the hottest guests I've had on in a long time. They are a super hot, 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 hot musical guest. Someone I've had my eye on for a long time. They've had their eye on me. They've been produced by someone that I absolutely love and respect. And uh, they're having an album out in a few weeks. 
once their album drops, they're going to be joining me uh, via Zoom. We're going to have a chit chat about all things their music and uh, what has got them to that place and what has got them to this place and all about the new album dropping. And I can't wait to tell you all about that. So, yeah, that's amazing. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited to also tell you that I finally quit coffee. That's what's in this cup over here. I'm feeling good. I'm going to tell you about my coffee substitute. I don't get endorsed to say this either. I'm drinking this mud water business. It's like a masala chai and cacao thing. I put some coconut sugar in it and whatever and some oat cream. It's like some chai tea and some chocolate kind of had a baby, but it's, it's vegan. And I drink it now instead of coffee. It's got one seventh the caffeine coffee does, but it doesn't give you like the jitters. You still get a buzz off of it and you still get lots of energy. But I had like three hours of sleep last night. And I feel great today. I feel fucking great. And like, this is like day two. Like, so I ordered like the starter pack or whatever like that of the mud water. I'll post a picture of it eventually on Instagram. I, I posted like a really pretty one, but like I'll post like, you know, all the things that are coming in. There's like some stickers and a journal and a bunch of stuff. Great company, great customer service, arrives quickly. It's in American funds, so know that before you order if you're in, in Canada. Mud water, super good. I don't have any codes for you. I wish I did, but amazing. Yep, I say I quit coffee. I didn't want the jitters anymore, man. I don't want to have a cup of coffee and have something that makes me feel like I'm going to have a panic attack or like my heart's going to beat out of my chest. Even I was talking to one of my uncles the other day, and he said that him and, and, and his partner, they do half-calf. So half-caffeinated coffee, they do half caffeine and half decaf or whatever, and it works for them. And no one's having a heart palpitation come out of their chest. No one wants that. No one wants to feel like they're like losing their mind after they have a coffee. I mean, we all need the mental clarity. We all need the mental clarity. And what I get from this mud water, which is made with like a bunch of like adaptogenic mushrooms, and this is where the mushrooms come in. Not this crazy kind that you eat that are making you trip out, but the kind that give you mental clarity and focus. They adapt with your body and with your mind. And for me, they're, I like it. I like it. A lot of people have reported, you know, mental focus. Look up this mud water business. I'll put it on my Instagram. Look it up. I follow it. I firmly believe in it. I will tell you what it's like after 30 days. I don't know if I'm going to be skinnier or prettier or mushroomier, but apparently I wear it well. Someone told me the other day that they couldn't believe that I was 39 because I wear it well. It made me laugh so hard. And then they, they were ashamed to tell me how old they were. They went, I'm, I'm young. You can't tell how old people are under their mask. I don't fucking know how old you are. You don't know how old I am. But, you know, I wear it well. I'm like, it's all the mushrooms. And they kind of like looked at me like weird. And I'm just like, no, I, I, I eat a lot of mushrooms and I drink a lot of mushrooms. It's about mushrooms. I mean... So I guess you don't want to have your mental clarity about you if you're in something like Jackass Forever because you don't want to have any mental clarity at all when you're doing things like that, like Johnny Knoxville. I didn't know. I'm going to be honest. I was skeptical at first. I'm like, am I going to be sold on, on, on Jackass Forever? Like a white-haired grandpa kind of Johnny Knoxville. Is there going to be like ageism associated with this? Is this going to age well? Is it still going to be funny? Like, is it? am I going to laugh? Like, does this kind of humor still hold up? Did dick and fart jokes hold up to me? Is this going to be hysterical? And for me, that answer is a hard yes. Sometimes in that movie, it was a soft yes, but most of the time it was a hard yes. And something about seeing a white-haired Johnny Knoxville fly out of cannon, you know, that's still funny to me. It's not like it was like Fred Durst. When I see Fred Durst now, I think of him as like 
a grandpa. I'm like, what is going on here? Like when I first saw Fred Durst, I'm not trying to be mean at all. I thought it was a joke. I was like, there's something suspect going on here. What the fuck's going on? Obviously not a joke. I think that it's, you know, the crew of Jackass and the cast of Jackass, I think they're timeless. And I think the way they go about their energy and the way they interact with each other and their sense of fun, it's so timeless and it never really goes anywhere. I think that's why it ages so well. Plus, you know, they're reunited and it hurts so good, you know, and plus there's new Jackasses, people that absolutely idolize these guys and they they spent their whole lives learning how to do professional stunt man and stunt woman things so they can be just like jackass. I mean, the one guy has a beard of bees and then the other guy has a dick of bees. He puts beer, beard, he puts a, a beard of bees all around his dick and balls. And like the, the bees, I'm not gonna say who it was, I'll ruin it, but come on, like you can see this, the jackass, who puts a beard of bees on their winkle and balls? Like, oh my God, like, this guy's poor wife, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh God, he probably didn't have sex for, for, for forever. Like, a beasting on the dink. Woo! Nature boy, even though, woo, that's some Ric Flair shit. That scares the shit out of me. Even when I was watching it, I was like closing my eyes because everyone else is like in a beekeeper suit. And meanwhile, like this one member of Jackass is getting stung on the penis as much as he possibly can. And the balls, and the balls. These bees were going for the sack like it was the hive. It was crazy. <laughs> but then, you know what I mean? Come on, baby, make it hurt so good. John Cougar, John Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> so good. But then, like I say, I looked into some more info about Jackass and I did, I did a deep dive on Johnny Knoxville kind of struggling with ageism because I'd seen some people rip into Cheryl Crow after she'd been on, on Howard Stern and about ageism. Like she'd been on Howard Stern, I'd listened to her and I'd watched her and I was like, wow, she's really good. I was like, I haven't heard anything from Cheryl Crow like in a minute, but she sounds the same, if not better, right? And I'd seen a church concert with her not too long ago. And I really like Cheryl Crow. She's someone that I grew up with. And she was like, for to me, she's like the voice of a generation. She's not just like Tuesday night music club. Like all I want to do is have some fun. There's so much depth to Cheryl Crow. And I saw some comments online. They were like really ageist. I will say they're like, what happened to Cheryl Crow? I'm just like thinking like, what do you mean? What happened? It's like, well, she's a breast cancer survivor. She's like a single mom. She's brought up a couple kids. She said, how many Grammy like nominated albums? She's like sang with Michael Jackson. She's sang with John Cicada. She's, I mean, what do you mean? What's happened to her? Like, I know it's been a few years and everything, but like, she's like 60 now. So like, what's the problem? And that's what got me thinking about like ageism with Johnny Knoxville, how people like ripped into Cheryl Crow. So it happens to men and women, like people who identify as both. It's ageism is without gender. It's genderless. It, 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 it goes both ways. It goes anywhere. It, not even both ways. It goes omni. Like it goes everywhere it possibly can. It's, it goes, it's limitless. Meanness is limitless, unfortunately, and, and people are ageist. And I think it's just, I think it's terrible. So anyways, I took into a, like a deep dive into a few of the Jackass characters and I took a deep dive into Steve-O because Steve-O was always one of those characters that was like mysterious to me. And I found out that he was born in England and he was born to a mother with a family that was like super like alcoholic. Everyone in her family either died of like drugs, drinking, or like doing dumb shit, like abuse stuff. Like 
whether through self-inflicted or somebody else like fighting you know and his mom was a nurse so she kind of like went against the grain so she was obviously smart but obviously went against the grain so she like was that rebel in the family that wanted to do something else and then his dad came from a very like good side of the family where everyone was like a clergyman or people that didn't you know get paid necessarily a lot of money but people that were good and people that were looked up to and eventually his dad got a job like after he was born in england like steve was born in england eventually his jo dad got a job being the 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 head of pepsico like all like of all for all of brazil i believe it was and so they moved while he was really young all the way over and i mean he was raised by by servants like his parents didn't have a lot of time for him he kind of had an alcoholic mother he said and a dad who was chauffeured everywhere he'd get chauffeured to school if he missed his ride and he'd kind of want to sit with the chauffeur because he was embarrassed to be with his dad they, they always move 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 they move all, like all over the place even like they moved to canada and they visit canada at one point because his dad was the vp of or the president i think of pepsico for canada the he also was like the pep like the the president of, of del monte like the fruit cup place but while he was the uh the, the this is impressive while he was the president of pepsi cola for canada they had a box in toronto to see concerts and this is in when motley crew was out and steve all really liked motley crew and the girls 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 tour was going on i think it was around 1988 and it was girls 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 everybody fucking loves crew i, I mean if i don't if you don't love crew i don't love you get out of here but so anyways, he, his dad was like, oh, we got we got Skybox tickets. And Steve was kind of like, you know, being 10 years old, was like, I don't really want to sit and watch Motley Crue from behind glass. And his dad's like, all right, smart ass. You think you can do better? Then uh, do it. So they went back to their hotel room and he went with his dad and his mom and he started calling all the hotels in town, knowing that Motley Crue would always check in under their manager's name. And he called and called and called and called and called and called. Finally, he found them and he, he said, is this their manager? And he said, no, this is their brother, Scott. But how did, how did you get this number? Like, you're just a kid. He's like, well, I know this about your band and I, oh, I know everything about Motley Crue. And his brother, the manager's brother, was actually really impressed by Steve-O's enthusiasm that he had and, you know, kind of going against the grain like his mom, but had the drive, like the business drive, like his dad, swindled his way somehow into seeing Motley Crue backstage and getting tickets so his dad said you know do better and he did he did do better he graduated from 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 college you know where most of the kids went you know onto ivy league schools he went to the university of miami he was kicked out in the first couple you know first couple of weeks first month i think smoking weed doing drugs well then he got a hold of his dad's video camera that he won in a golf tournament and started taping himself uh skateboarding after seeing back to the future because he saw marty mcfly driving you know the skateboard and flying all over the place he thought it was cool and then doing other things like jumping off of hotel roofs into pools and finding that not only that he loved doing stunts and being crazy but he loved being in front of the camera and he loved producing things and making things and i think that's where the love of jackass for a lot of these guys came from and it came and originated from i think it was such an ability to want to create and make something cool and have fun and be a jackass like with your friends and do it and and tape yourself doing it like i mean there was people in the 60s that wanted to do it but it wouldn't f fly like brian wilson from the beach boys wanted to go into a bar with a tape recorder in his pocket and start a fight with someone and record it and like release it as a comedy album but no one thought it was funny in the 60s 
Like now people would think that's hilarious. And why do they think it's hilarious? Because it's because it's real. People love real life. People love real life. And it's not a wonder that Steve-O loved what he loved. He's just a plant-eating hippie, just just like me, just like yours truly. Now he's a plant-eating vegan. I've seen him on, on Hot Ones. I've seen Johnny Knoxville on Hot Ones going back to hot sauce. And I've seen Johnny Knoxville have the regular wings and then and and Steve will have like the cauliflower wings. Like I think Billie Eilish did too. A few of them did vegan wings. And uh, it'll be me doing cauliflower wings when I go up the when I go up the Scoville unit here with my hot sauce friends. Oh, it's coming down the pipe soon. Like I say, jackass forever. You want to cry laughing? You want to see a lot of dick and balls? Even some ejaculation action? You got to watch Jackass Forever because you're going to see it all in this movie. They're going to put it all on the line. So you want to see Jackass Forever? I recommend it. It's funny. I mean, it's definitely not for kids. <laughs> like this show. Highly recommended. Also, The Cellar. You want a creepy one? Woo! The Cellar is a creepy one. I had to watch that in two parts because of closing my eyes so much. They were like so sore. I had to like, I fell asleep because I was like closing my eyes so hard that everything was so dark that I just fell asleep. That movie scared the shit out of me. So scary. I don't know why. It was like one of those suspense on the end of your seat sort of films. I think it was on Apple Plus or like HBO or it was or Prime or something. It, anyways, it was really scary. So The Cellar, definitely check that out. Music. Listen to more Frank Zappa. I mean, seriously, man. Like... Frank Zappa was transformative and ahead of his time in the 70s, like in 1973, or give me a little bit before that when he first came out. I could do a whole show on Frank Zappa, and I'm sure someday I will. Frank Zappa is one of those people that I grew up listening to and transformed my life. Like, I, like as a bass player, I love Frank Zappa, and I understand why a lot of people who are especially bass-centric sort of audiophile people like Frank Zappa, but also people that pay attention to what's going on in the world and politics and states of government and states of the world and states of poverty and states of humans and states of how we treat each other. Those people are really aware of what's going on and they, they I think they hear and they, it's Frank Zappa. And I think, like I say, he was light years ahead of his time back then. He was talking about things that are happening now, back then. So listen to more Frank Zappa. This is not really an ask. This is just like something you should be doing. I know one of my kids like asked their teacher if, if they knew who Frank Zappa was the other day. And his teacher's like 24. And I was just like, I think your teacher's too young to know who Frank Zappa is. Maybe ask your music teacher. Because seriously, transformative, Frank Zappa will transform your life. Speaking of transformative... They say these mushrooms are transformative for me. I'll tell you how I'm doing here every week with the mushrooms. You know where you're going to find me every week. I'm going to be here. Unless I take some summertime vacation off, which will eventually happen. But not anytime soon. I'll be here every week. You know where to find me on my socials. You know I'm always on Instagram at 21st Century Rocker Mom. You can find me there. You can find me tweet, tweet, tweeting on Twitter. Usually laughing at something like the other day, Jordan Peterson getting kicked off Twitter is the Twitter moment of the week for me. I'm there at Tanya Candler. You can always find me on TikTok doing something strange like putting a ukulele in my mouth. I don't know why. Something, you know, my kids think that shit's funny. And uh, 
<laughs> you can find me there, 21st Century Rocker Mom. You can find me on my YouTube channel. Just click subscribe and then you won't have to find me. It'll just already automatically go to your device. You can find me there at Tanny Candler channel. You can find me anywhere you stream your podcasts. Subs click subscribe, you know, anywhere you like to listen. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Tidal, whatever you like. Pick your poison, have a listen. Listen, subscribe, stream, watch, whatever you like. Do it here. I'm here for everything. I will see you all next week. I will say happy long weekend because it's a long weekend in Canada. I was supposed to be out in the garden doing things, but I think it's like bud the spud from the big red mud. Everything's muddy right now. So I'll be pretty gross by later, but you know, it is what it is. I feel vital from all these mushrooms. So you know where I'll be? Gardening, campouts, a few bonfires if it doesn't rain. I found some vegan marshmallows that like they smell, they taste like vanilla even. So even like the vegan plant-based people can have a schmore or two or five or 20. I don't know how many I'm gonna have. Sit by the campfire, nothing beats it with the ukulele and some have guitar jams out there. It's all good, it's fun. Feels like summer as long as the weather permits. I think probably I'll try to get a little fishing in this week. This weekend, take the little guys fishing because like the kids want to fish, you know what I mean? They're fish eaters and they're still meteor, so why not let them fish? It's not it's my decision to eat plants, not theirs. So they're not going to suffer and not go fishing. I'm going to take them fishing, let them enjoy their summer again. See how I feel after another week on these fabulous mushrooms. When this hot sauce arrives, I can't wait to share it with you all. We'll get back to that next week. Until then, I hope you have a wonderful week. I enjoy hanging out with you. I enjoy spending time with you like I always do. Don't do any jackass moves. Seriously, nothing in this episode, nothing that happened in this episode is advisable on any level for anyone, okay? So, tea crest out. Tea crest out. I'll see you next week. I love you. And be kind to each other.